Dear Jay, I went last Sunday to attend a meeting with the head of Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Mr. Wang Jiangya, and other Beijing officials in Samchen on May 31st, just 17 days before the resolution on amendment to the electoral system for the chief executive is to be tabled to the Legislative Council. Since debates on the electoral system has been going on for more than 20 months and reached no consensus, it would be unrealistic to expect any positive outcome from this meeting held just two weeks before the resolution is put to vote. Hong Kong people have been asking for a democratic electoral system since the Sino-British negotiation on the handover of Hong Kong in 1980s. Progress was in snail pace. And eventually, Beijing dropped us this package through a National People's Congress decision issued on August 31st, 2014, with only 1,200 privileged could vote in the first round of election, and common folks could only pick one from the three elected by the nomination committee members. In this system, voters could only endorse one of the three pre-elected by the small circle. Voters could not choose anyone not accepted by this privilege. That is not a democratic election. Propaganda of the government labeled this proposal one step forward in democratization. No, I must differ. It is the same old small circle election, and it asks people deprived of voting right to officially accept the result of an undemocratic election with a ballot paper. Dr. Albert Chang, a moderate in the pro-establishment camp, tried to bridge the gap and propose a veto system with blank vote, which might give a very slim chance to common folks to negate all three choices by the nomination committee, but also open the door to Beijing to appoint a chief executive should Hong Kong people reject all. To nobody's surprise, the central government did not move an inch from the August 31st decision. The officials told a hotline. Mr. Zhang Xiaoming, head of the liaison office in Hong Kong, made the point very blank. Whoever considered to be in collusion with foreign government or obstructing the SAR government would be barred from nomination, barred from running for election, and even he or she might get over all these barricades and get elected, Beijing would not appoint this person to the office of chief executive. The objective of the distortion of nomination process is now very clear. It is meant to control and make sure that the chief executive so returned would not be unacceptable to Beijing. I will not call it a democratic election. It is my duty as a legislator to vote no against this resolution and ask for a free and fair election that allows genuine choice. The officials took the matter to a more severe level. According to the party line told by the officials, whoever not voting yes for this resolution might be taken as doing harm to one country, two system and the basic law. This allegation is too far-fetched. But at the same occasion, Mr. Wang Jiangya addressed the moderates of the democratic camp as friends, a friendly label used for the first time. So there was a carrot and a stick in the same conference room, sweets for the obedient, planking for those refused to comply.
It is a very huge gap in the two political cultures. Indeed, in an open society, different stance from the government is respected, and the freedom to express different opinions is protected. When different opinions is taken as anti-government, nobody will speak up to criticize and hold the government back from wrongdoings. Voices will be hushed, except those singing to the government's tune. Democrats in the legislature got our mandate through one-man, one-vote direct election. If we are labeled anti-central government when we oppose this resolution, the central government is making enemies with voters who approve our decision. I just cannot see how any government could be at war with at least half of the community. Though the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Bureau tuned it down in the Legislative Council meeting, saying that the Beijing officials were talking about the democratic legislators only, not the voters, the threatening message was already passed to Hong Kong people that different opinion opposing this resolution would be deemed enemy. It was also announced in the meeting that conditions laid down by the August 31st decision would remain valid for the next round of constitutional reform. So, if the fake election offered by the central government is rejected this time, the offer would be no better in the next round. In the official's word, it cannot be amended before it is implemented. Denial of fake democracy from the Democrats would be smeared as delayed of democracy caused by the Democrats. True, that we might not get Beijing to relax its control in the short to medium run, as Mr. Xi Jinping will stay in office at least for the next seven years, and it is unlikely that he would change his policy on Hong Kong. But I do believe in change through interaction. If we accept injustice imposed on Hong Kong, the central government will see no need to honor its promise of democratization for Hong Kong. Worse, it might apply the same distortion tactics to keep functional constituency in the legislature. Then democracy will be farther away from us. Only a different voice could remind the authority of the need to answer its people. It is a hard time for Hong Kong. It takes courage and resiliency to go through the turbulence. When our forefathers and our generation cannot attain democracy for our children, the least we could do is not to compromise further.